airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to Monday. Thank you for letting us start off the work week with you. I'm mm-hmm. Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC, and we will get to some phone calls in the last segment of the show. So hopefully you will stick around for that. Um, before we get into what we want to talk about, and today I kind of feel like is like leftover night um, for radio. I don't <laughs> uh, know. That's the I, and the reason I say good, that though. it's wonderful, especially if you had good meals going up to lead well, up to leftover you know, night. Well, usually you're, welcome. Do, so, yeah. you're welcome i mean you know <laughs> anyways um yeah no i i feel like it's one of those things where okay there's a couple different things that i wanted to talk about mm-hmm. and i couldn't i couldn't really decide on which one <laughs> and so i figure they're both in the fridge yeah let's just take well. it out just... and then you can just whoever wants to grab right. whatever can put it out on so, the table and you go ahead yeah, yeah yeah and if you don't want the one story then you just you know leave that one yeah. and then the one that you want you walk away with it and you go oh man right, I'm because glad they talked about that you gotta eat that you know you gotta do you know what i'm saying right. i mean it's right. gonna be thrown away like you, that's you, right yeah that's exactly right i will tell you go ahead and do it one of the questions that stumped me as a parent um, was because I never thought to ask my mom this, you know, like when you when you when you were growing up and you would hear about kids starving in other parts of the world and, mm-hmm. and your parents who were trying to say to you, you need to eat your food. Right, you know, right, right. Um, I remember I think it was Mariah saying, I'm, I mean, I just don't understand how I'm helping by eating my food, <laughs> like how, you know, and, you know, and, and as a parent, you kind of you're just like just eat it eat the food you know what i mean just (laughs) and then you go why didn't i ever like you know you know it's because we were better kids no we didn't we're just better kids there might have been some repercussions to asking those that's right (laughs) follow-up questions you know (laughs) oh my goodness so many kids today live in this grace dispensation that uh Yeah, we were better for it. Uh, anyways, you trying to be smart? Oh, you trying to exactly what? right? What? Oh, you, oh, you want to know what that? Oh, you, excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Ooh. Did we grow up together? Mm. You know what I mean, like that. Oh, and that, oh, man, you better look away. Look away. Um, we just got we. That's you know was there. Anyway, hey, hey, we have a conference yes, coming up. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it will be happening June 24th through the 26th here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Is the Marriage Family Life Conference. Uh, you can go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net to register. Um, we have an early bird special going on right now until April uh, 1st. Mm-hmm. And so you want to register uh, right now between this day and that date. Um, and so go to Marriage Family Night, Marriage Family Life. <laughs> Oh, look. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about the other thing. Anyway. The date night. Yes. Yeah. It's fine. But that's not this. Okay. No. Marriagefamilylife.net to register. We have a conference happening within the conference for our children. And so from children uh, set, uh, four, 4 to 17, 
four to seventeen. We have something available, and it's the Youth Apologetics track. And so, mm-hmm. make sure you bring your whole family. The whole family can come to this, and uh, I think it's going to be a great time. You can go to the the website there and check out the speakers, check out the schedule, check out hotel accommodations, everything that you will need. So go to marriagefamilylife.net. Marriagefamilylife.net. Yes. Um. So I am often looking for opportunities to um to write on our kids' heart, right? Like to uh-huh. to actively train them and actively disciple them. And so if I read something that I think is uh, a worthwhile discussion, mm-hmm. I will just bring it to dis- bring it to discussion to discuss with them. Like mm-hmm. just bring mm-hmm. it up. Like I don't there doesn't need to be a reason. And um sometimes I will hear things and I'll say, "Hey, listen to this. You know, we've done this. We've shown them videos um even around the dinner table and said, "Okay, let's comment on this." Like what what um, is our biblical response to this just to sharpen them to to provoke them to train them so that they can give you know defense for their faith and and talk about issues and they're they're at the age now where you know we can do that logically with them you know you can have a coherent conversation and so that's fun at least the big three are um the little three you know <laughs> anyways um it's going to be it's going to be a while, right. um, but it's OK because <laughs> it was a while with the older three. Yeah. So we just, you know, we just keep you know plugging along. So anyways, on Friday, we had our gumbo show and um, where we get like just a lot of calls on Friday, generally speaking. And mm-hmm. I really do appreciate that. And um, our friend Anthony, who was listening to us in Tennessee, called on Friday um, because he wanted to talk about religious liberty mm-hmm. and um, how sometimes what it appears that the Christians are doing mm-hmm. is that they are, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Uh, bring it on what, yourself. <laughs> you're bringing this on yourself by uh, rejecting people and then kind of like, you know, drawing attention to yourself, those kinds of things, right. which, you know, when I went back to listen to that call and, and I'll get to why I, I, anyways, I realized that we didn't even really get to discuss really the bulk of what he was talking about mm-hmm. as far as like religious liberty is concerned, because we got off on a tangent, which I think was, was good. Yeah. And it was necessary. Yeah, definitely. Um, but after the show was over, uh, I, I waited for Will the Great to do all of the post-production that he does and get the show posted. Mm-hmm. And so then I took that and I went to the kids and I said, Hey, I want you guys to listen to something. I said, um, your dad and I received a call on today's program from one of our listeners in Tennessee. And I said, I want you to listen to this conversation that uh, we have with this gentleman. And I want you to give me some feedback on it. Like, I want you to talk to me about it. And um, so, of course, they were excited because anything that even sounds remotely like critique of their parents, they are all day there for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I played the the uh, segment of the program and the interaction that we had with um, with Anthony. Mm-hmm. And Anthony would be happy to know, I don't know if he's listening today, but he would be happy to know that at one point in our conversation, he says, you're making my point, you're making my point. And um, I said, okay, you're welcome. You know, and, and so <laughs> one of the kids said, <clears throat> Do you think that's a bit snarky, what you said? <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what you're here for. But okay. See, you're not here. Once again, follow up questions that would not have happened when I was at all. But, but see, I kind of invited this, <laughs> right? You know. But the whole point, <laughs> the whole point was to bring them into a conversation where we <laughs> could discuss what is a Christian. Mm-hmm. Who is a Christian? 
um, what does it mean to be a Christian? And so I wanted them to listen in on that conversation and then wanted to talk with them about it. And it was a great conversation. I mean, there's a lot of um, curiosity sparked by them. Uh, in fact, they were disappointed that we didn't carry over to the next segment, that they wanted to hear more of the conversation. They were fascinated mm-hmm. by it. Um, but I think it's healthy to be able to, again, because this is what we're saying, we're not only trying to erase you know, what maybe negatively gets written on our kids' hearts, but we are trying to write by the grace of God. We are trying to make sure that we get them truth, that we are bringing them into conversations where um, we have the opportunity to point them to scripture, Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, provoke them to study all of these things we should be actively doing as parents. And it should be the desire and the aim of our heart on a regular basis. So, Mm -hmm. um, so with that in mind, I, I want to have a little bit of a conversation today um, about what the gospel is and, and a little bit of a conversation about who's a Christian and according to scripture, who isn't, Mm -hmm. um, now, listen, before I do that, I'm going to start with a perfect an- anecdote. Okay. And the reason I know it's perfect is because uh, uh, I like it. No, I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> that, doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't make it perfect. Um, it's because I think it's funny and I think it's exaggerated enough that people will get my point. So what mm. I'm not going to discuss today. Oh, boy. Miki, why do you do these things? <laughs> what I'm not going to discuss today is people's various denominational creeds and doctrine. I'm, I'm okay. not going to discuss that. <sighs> I am going to discuss <laughs> what the Bible clearly lays out as is requirement or shall we say prerequisite. Okay. <laughs> for being with God for eternity. This mm-hmm. is what is required. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <clears throat> before you can say you're a Christian. Mm. All right. So before I get into that, let me read this because I saw this early this morning and I was like, oh, this is just too funny and just too perfect. Right. I'm not familiar with this man, but he is a columnist over at um, over at the Christian Post. Mm-hmm. And he has an article out today. You should be able to find this article. And I, I didn't want to spend time with the whole article. I just really like the, the anecdote that he starts with. So I'm going to start with this anecdote and then we will branch off from there and have a discussion. Um, his name is Robin Schumacher. I think is how you say the name, Robin Schumacher. And, um, the title of his, his, uh, column is what must you believe to be a Christian? Hmm. (laughs) How perfect is that? Right. And so here is how he starts. I'm going to try to get through this. I've read it through a couple times trying to get my giggles out. Um, (laughs) but I make no promises. Okay. So here's how he starts this, this column. All right. A man was on a bridge intending to jump and end his life. Another man saw him and cried out, don't do it. God loves you. Do you believe in God? The conversation then went on like this. First man, yes. Second man, are you a Christian or a Jew? First man, a Christian. Second man, me too. Protestant or Catholic? First man, (laughs) Protestant. Second man, me too. What franchise? First man, Baptist. (laughs) Second man, me too. Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist? (laughs) First man, Northern Baptist. Second man, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist or Northern Liberal Baptist? First man, Northern Conservative Baptist. Second man, me too. 
Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes region or or Northern Conservative Baptist Eastern region. First man, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes region. Second man, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes region council of 1879 or Northern (laughs) Conservative Baptist Great Lakes region council of 1912. First man. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1912. There was then a slight pause. Uh-oh. <laughs> after which, after which the second man shouted, "Die, heretic!" Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and oh. push the first man off the oh, bridge. Oh no, <laughs> man! <laughs> wow. Listen. Oh my goodness. Um, mm, I just. <laughs> I don't. Know. Oh man. I don't know. I, I don't know what we're doing in life. Like man. I don't know. Um. Golly, <laughs> I tried so hard. I thought if I am familiar with it, it won't be as funny. Um. <laughs> oh. Good grief. Wow. So here's what I'm not doing. <clears throat> right. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not asking uh-huh. about the Northern Conservatives right, or the Southern right. Conservatives or the Great Lakes or the Eastern Conference or the 1879 or the 1912. I'm yeah. not asking about any of that. Yeah. I am asking about the first Corinthians man, chapter on, 15 that the Apostle Paul says this that I have received. I have passed on to you. That's yes. what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> So everything else, <laughs> everybody get off the ledge, right. okay? Come on, man. For right now, let's Yeesh. all just back away to safety so that no one pushes anyone, right? Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Anyways, um, I really hope wow. that someone goes to look that up and uses it somewhere else because that is just too funny. Yeah, that's that. I don't care that's, who you are. That's funny, man. That's, I don't care. I mean, I do care too, what you but, believe, you know. but you know, in, in this case, I don't care what you believe. Um, it is hilarious to think about. Mm. How, you know, we mm. can be so intricately divided. <laughs> you know what Man. I mean? Like when there's, you know, the great prayer of the Lord was for our unity, right? Yes. Um, but even, and I hate to say it this way, but even in Christ, we talk about among believers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, according to the scriptures, believe the gospel among believers. There are such intricate divisions that it causes us to even ignore some of the glaring ones Mm. that I think call into question whether or not you're actually a believer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, we will talk about that when we get (laughs) back and hopefully all of us will be comfortably away from the edge or ledge of the bridge. Stay right there. funny that's a, that's a <laughs> anyway especially in light of what we've um, already been through and what we're going to talk about uh welcome back to Aaron the addisons on american family radio i'm miki and i'm will and that's the late rance allen preacher man yeah yeah, yeah. sherry b's over in studio cc we'll get to some of your calls in the last segment so hopefully you will uh hang with us until we get there um listen so today's topic unless we are able to get to the other article which was 
would be a part of the leftovers. Not no, I don't mean it that way. <laughs> Meaning that I'm I'm trying to combine two things that are not really truly linked together. Mm. I just want to talk about both of them. And so if I can, we'll just put them together and then whatever. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> I don't know why you listen. Okay. <laughs> She's not coherent. She cannot string together her thoughts. Why do you listen? You have other <laughs> options. Um, we're talking about the gospel. Only the gospel is the gospel. That's Amen. the point. Amen. Only the gospel is the gospel. And it is important for us to know the gospel so that we ask the right questions when we're communicating so that we know where we're starting with one another. Mm -hmm. And um, our conversation on Friday with Anthony just kind of reminded me of that. And and I thought, man, it's so important for, and of course, you know, where the Addisons hang out, we are constantly talking about our families and how we engage and equip our families. And so it just becomes an opportunity for them to have a conversation. I'm not afraid of our kids um, hearing views Mm -hmm. that, Uh, contradict the Bible. I'm not afraid of that because what we have done is we have built them up with biblical truth, Mm -hmm. right? So that when they have a view that comes to them or an opinion that comes to them that is contrary to scripture, the foundation of scripture has already been laid. So they're already um, kind of postured to respond biblically by Mm -hmm. asking biblical questions. And I think when you do that, you are then ready for your kids to be faced with other probing questions. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, though, you are in basic training mode. You're in basic training mode mm-hmm. where you're building them up so that they can be ready. The problem is we don't often understand that there has to be that point that comes where they are ready. They, they are not <laughs> they're not born ready. You know how people say that I was born ready. No, you, you actually weren't. You know what I mean? And and when we talk about the gospel, you actually have to be born again. Amen. Marvel not. Amen. Like, I mean, it, it, so you're not born ready. And, and so we have to equip our kids. We want them to come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We continue to disciple them and to train them. This is this is bigger than just parenting. It's 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 um, I would say it's more intense than than just parenting. Right. It's. It's an ongoing work that we are doing. Mm. So and talking about the gospel. So what is it that it's important for us to believe? And this is going to go back to some of our like classic, um, classic training on evangelism. Right. How do you quickly communicate and accurately communicate the gospel to someone? And when this person is found to be in agreement with what you're communicating and can answer in the affirmative that, yes, I believe those things. I have accepted those things then um, chances are you're talking to a fellow brother or sister. Um, if at some point there was a rejection of these things mm-hmm. in, in exchange for something else, then there may be a need for greater clarity mm-hmm. or you may not be talking with um, an actual brother or sister. And, and I think, you know, we have to be comfortable in, in that place, not just wanting to be so nice that we make everyone a member of the family because we just don't want to hurt feelings or offend anyone. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so anyway, so, so Romans three twenty three, mm-hmm. Romans chapter three, verse 23, what does the apostle Paul write to the Romans that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So the first thing you have to establish is that, um, without God, without confession and without repentance, we are sinners and we have offended a holy and righteous God. That's right. And so usually, you know, you have this you have this question where it's like, well, but I mean, I've not I haven't done anything. Well, then you have to also take them (laughs) 
to Romans where you say, yeah, but through the one man, Adam, sin entered the world. And so it's in the human genome. Mm -hmm. So sin has affected and infected everyone. And so, you know, we are objects of God's wrath. That's our default setting. Right. And, and this can get into another conversation here. But I think you paint this picture so that your kids understand it. As we go through in our um, in our local fellowship on Sunday mornings with our kids, they are learning apologetics and mm -hmm. theology and orthodoxy. Mm -hmm. So they they actually <clears throat> understand, at least by way of being taught, how sin has infected the human genome. Right. And why Jesus Christ had to die. They understand the hypostatic union and why the God man is the only suitable sacrifice. I don't want to get too far into that, but it actually makes logical sense. Mm -hmm. And, and <laughs> we can, we can, man, I, I, I'm telling you, we, we can teach our kids this, <clears throat> excuse me, so that when they find themselves in situations where, you know, you might be concerned that they would be stumped. They don't have to be stumped. Yeah. Because you can so clearly paint a picture based on what the scriptures lay out for us that your kids are equipped and they feel a certain confidence in this right. to be able to say, well, actually, no, it makes sense that uh, one who is fully God and fully man must pay the price for sin. Like it, it makes logical sense. And so anyways, um, so Romans 3.23, recognize that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then Romans 5.8 but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here now we have coming into the picture that there is a need for a sacrifice. Sin must be atoned for. There must be a payment or a penalty for sin. Right. And while we are still dead in our sins, while we are the enemies of God, while we are still sinners, hmm. Christ paid that price for us. Amen. And the price was death. And, and listen, 623, Romans 623 says mm -hmm. that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And, and at this point, <clears throat> for all of our kids, right, there is a place where you start to see a common theme. One, well, there are several common themes, but one is sin and the only one who was able to fulfill all the requirements That's right. and be um, a suitable substitution for us to stand in our place. And he is Christ. And there is something important about recognizing that because when you look at the I am claims of Christ, the I am statements of Christ, and one of those statements, <clears throat> excuse me, being that he says he is the only way to God, mm -hmm. you understand that he doesn't just skip on through, you know, lilies and, 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 and declare <laughs> that he is the... He is the only way, right? He, he is, it is literally through him, through the blood of Jesus That's Christ right. that we have access to God without the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, our faith means nothing. Our faith. I mean, you know, faith in faith in what, right? You right. know, faith for what? So then Romans chapter 10 verses nine and 10 mm -hmm. um, read, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And why are these things important? Because this is not something that you're just telling people, um, you need to agree with me in, in order to inherit eternal life. You, you need to agree with me to be saved. This is, no, there is an objective um, 
means by which we have access to God. Yeah. It is through belief in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other way. There is absolutely no other way. And I want to continue making this case here because when you look at the apostle John, the last living apostle, right? You look at the apostle John in his first letter. So this is first John uh, chapter five verses 11 through 13. And again, I just want to tell you, this is something that we went through. Um, and I, I forget the particular topic here. I think it was when we were discussing with our kids in our local fellowship, what is orthodoxy? Mm-hmm. So any break from this yes. is no longer the faith that we have received, right? It's no longer the faith. Remember, there is the one faith that we have received. There is the one gospel. Only the gospel is the gospel. So if you have something different that is being presented to our kids, and there are all sorts of things that want to mar the presentation of the gospel, <laughs> mm-hmm, by the way, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not just saying, oh, no, this is the gospel, and then saying something else. It is all sorts of side presentations in our current cultural context <clears throat> that seek to mar the accuracy of the gospel, presenting a a so-called new gospel, which, as the Apostle Paul will get to, actually, his letter to the Galatians is so important, Um as Paul told the Galatians, there's no new gospel. Right. There is not another gospel. But here's what the Apostle John wrote. He said, and this is the testimony that God gave us, eternal life. And this life is in his son. This mm-hmm. life is in his son. Verse 12, whoever has the son mm-hmm. has That's life. life. And whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. <laughs> now, that's pretty cut and dry. It is. It that, is. You, you know, that doesn't that doesn't give you a whole lot of wiggle room. I'll include verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so without the Son of God, you do not have eternal life. You you do I, I mean, I don't mean to say this in like a overly simplistic way or crude way or, but you're not getting in. Yeah. This, this is not, I, I can believe whatever I want to believe right. and still have access to God. But see, I think the thing is, it is that simple. And I think <clears throat> a lot of times what we do, because I think there's a lot of people who would grow up, so say in church uh-huh. and not know really what the gospel is. Almost it's, it's kind of like, no, I was, I was born in, you know, in church. Yes, I got exactly baptized right. when I was five or three, and I've always been in church, but never really has under, have understood like what what the gospel is, you know. But and I think that happens more than what we think, and you know, and because of that, right. we have churchgoers, yeah, but we don't necessarily have followers of the way. You exactly know? right, and 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 to boot because because what you said is true. We also don't have people who are able to articulate a clear presentation of the gospel mm-hmm. to be able to say who is and who isn't a follower of Christ. And mm-hmm. so we are allowing everything to get in. Look, even some of our um, <clears throat> some of our favorite political conservatives, mm-hmm. we, we want to make them Christian because they're conservative. <laughs> Look, only the gospel is the gospel. Amen. I don't care how conservative a person is in their politics. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much they are pro country. Do you understand what I'm saying? Only the gospel is the gospel. And so you've got to listen to what people say and you've got to figure out, man, are they an enemy of the cross? Mm. I mean, look, they can be a friend of the nation and an enemy of the cross. <laughs> I, 
Man, you're I right. Could call, I could, look, I could call right. you a couple names right now. I won't because <laughs> it'll do upset it. you do it. do and it. you're just starting your week. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you got to inspect people. Only the gospel is the gospel. And, and you don't call into question whether someone has received Christ just because you don't like mm. their politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, that's easy. That's the, again, we talk to our kids about this. That's the low hanging fruit. Well, I already don't like where you stand politically. Mm-hmm. So you probably, you probably, you're probably not saved. You know what I mean? And then, so you're, it's very easy for you to say, nah, that's just not Christian. But what about, what about the person that you like their politics? Mm-hmm. You know, you like that they're a conservative. They go to bat for you. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're fighting for the country. The question is, are they an enemy of the cross? I've shared this story before. This is uh, a story that grieves me, really. And, and I just, I'll, I'll repeat it here because I think it's important to mention. Um, we were at a conference and Dennis Prager was speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and many oh, people are familiar with his man. videos. You remember this? Yes. Oh, man, I squeezed your leg. Oh, <laughs> like what? You know, you know, husbands man. and wives, y'all know that communication when you're like, what? <laughs> and you, you can't really turn. But, um... So Dennis Prager is up there presenting and, and he's talking about how, and by the way, this was a Christian conference. Um, but anyways, Dennis Prager is up there talking and he's talking about this one friend of his, which I, <laughs> I would question it, but he's talking about this one friend of his who says, you know, um, you know, it's, it's all, it's almost better that you're not a Christian doing the work that you're doing so that, so that you're not just easily dismissed. Like, <laughs> Like it's, it's, it's kind of good that you're not, (laughs) that you're not a Christian. And I'm like, wait, do we understand? Like, see, this is where the gospel (laughs) starts to become like, it fades into fairy tale Ville. When you can tell a person, oh yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's it's good. You're not a Christian because see, you can say these things and people are not going to think it's just the crazy Christians. Do we really understand what we're saying when we talk about Christianity? Like that's not a friend. Mm. That's not a friend. A friend is I implore you be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, because if if what if we really believe what we say we believe, then the outcome, Mm -hmm. what awaits a person who has lived in rebellion and not accepted. Come on. (laughs) Right. So you're saying it's all right for this person to go to hell. But they're gonna help save the country. Conservative. But you but your conservative principles, man, we need you. Yeah. Keep. Whoa. Whoa, guys. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, that's a double whoa, you know, that's, that's the, that's the whoa. And that's the whoa. Mm. You understand? Like we, we, if we love people, guys, how, you know, how unloving is it to say that this is what we believe? We believe in the exclusivity and also at the same time, the inclusivity of the gospel. How do we say we, we believe this and then, but we, you know, will not tell people that we don't want them to be mad at us. Man, yeah. make me mad. Yeah. Tell me, tell me the truth, man. Uh, uh, upset me. You know, you you may injure me, pushing me out of the way of oncoming traffic, but please push me, push me out of the way. Don't don't let something come careening into me. Don't let something slam into me, and it's within your power to help me avoid it. <clears throat> Excuse me, but you don't want to give me a bad day. <laughs> this is this is um. I, I believe a type of selfishness that we have yeah. normalized in the church. Yeah, I agree. Where we say we I just agree. don't want to upset people. So, you know, we don't we don't want to tell them the truth. That's selfishness. That is. <clears throat> that's not love. No. That's not love. Not being a friend. <laughs> All right. We'll grab the break and we'll come back. I'll make a couple more cases here. 
And um, and then we'll open the phone lines and take your calls. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. You go before I know that you've even gone to win my war. Your love becomes my greatest defense. It leads me from the dry wilderness. And all I Man, and I, I think the question becomes like, you know, how important is the gospel? Mm. It is the most important. Amen. It is of utmost importance. It's, it's not like, um, it's not the afterthought. This is what you lead with. Mm-hmm. Everything else catches up. But this is what <laughs> you lead with, you know. Um, anyway, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Defender by Francesca Battistelli. All right, just one more point that I I, want to make, and then we'll open the phone lines up and and get your take on this. Only the gospel is the gospel. Um, When the Apostle Paul goes to visit the elders, and and he goes to visit the elders to, um, as he calls it, lay out his gospel. Mm -hmm. In other words, what is it that you're preaching? And I think there's something really important that, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, We've read it and we've just overlooked it or we have not weighted it with the type of weight that we need to weight it with. But in Paul's letter to the Galatians, um, he writes something that I think is so interesting, because when we say only the gospel is the gospel, this is the case that Paul is making to the Galatians in more ways than one. It's it's not only when he says there is no new gospel. Mm -hmm. Right. He is making this case in all of the scenario that he is setting up. He is saying that there is only one gospel. And I want you to listen to this and think about it in light of the ultimate case that the Apostle Paul is laying out, that there is no new gospel. So in Galatians chapter 1, um, I'm going to start at verse 11. Galatians chapter 1, verse 11, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote. He says, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. Mm-hmm. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ, a revealing of Christ. So this is Christ came to me is what the Apostle Paul is saying. This is the meaning of the word revelation here in this sense. He is saying Christ came to me. So I have been taught. I have been given this gospel by Christ. He says, for you have heard of my former life in Judaism how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my father, of my fathers. Then I'm going to jump down to verse 18. He says, then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles. Mm -hmm. None of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And then he breaks out in, in what I'm writing to you before God, I do not lie. Why so adamant, Paul? Why, why does it matter that Paul is saying what I have received, I received from Christ. I was not taught it. And then now link this. Remember, this is one letter, right? So then by the time you get to as we read it, chapter two, <laughs> look at how he starts. Up. He says in verse one, chapter two, verse one. 
Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up because of a revelation Mm. and set before them, though privately before those who seemed influential, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles. Now, you read that now. And again, this is a book that we are working through with our kids. Right. So I'm doing a lot of study in this behind the scenes to teach this to our children. So when you read this, you're like, why? Why does Paul keep driving home that this was not a gospel that somebody else gave him. Well, because he is setting us up so that we will understand what has happened. So Christ has appeared to him. Christ has given him the gospel. Mm -hmm. Then the apostle Paul says, then Christ told me to go and present that gospel that I received from him to the apostles. (laughs) So when he says, man, this just, I get fired up. So then he says, To go and set before them, this word set means to lay out, to plainly present. So in other words, Paul receives a revelation from Christ, the same Christ who gave him the gospel. Go take that, that I've told you, and go tell them what you're telling people. So listen, so he goes to the apostles and he privately, to those who are the pillars, he sets before them This one gospel. Now, what are the apostles going to do? They are either going to affirm or reject what he is teaching. And what are they looking for? They are looking for the one gospel that they have received. That if this man who has not consulted with us beforehand should come and present to us the exact gospel that we've been preaching, we will know it's the truth. Mm. So in other words, what is Paul saying? Well, he continues. He says, he says, I went up because of a revelation and set before them, though privately before those who seemed influential, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles. Watch this. In order to make sure I was not running or had not run in vain. This word vain here means literally, literally empty handed. So basically to make sure that I wasn't running around carrying nothing. (laughs) Because if it's not the (laughs) gospel, it's nothing. Mm. It's nothing. So he says to make sure that I had not run in vain, but even Titus who was with me was not forced to be circumcised, though he was a Greek. Now, what is he saying? He's saying, I presented this gospel. They had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to smash it, to crush it, to stop it. But not only did they not do that, but they didn't tell the Greek Titus that he needed to to be be circumcised. circumcised. Mm -hmm. So what's the point that I'm making? (laughs) The point that I'm making is that we have one gospel. There is only one gospel. Only the gospel is the gospel. So if it does not line up any presentation that is made um, by one asserting Christianity and they don't meet all of these requirements (laughs) and they are, by the way, requirements. These are not suggestions. These this is what is required for those of us who would have eternal life. This is what you must believe. If this is not met, if these requirements are not met, then we are not talking about the gospel. Only the gospel is the gospel. And I'm telling you, if we don't train our kids to recognize the gospel, to communicate the gospel, to hold it firm, they will not be able to stand. Mm. All right, let's get some calls queued up. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Today's topic, only the gospel is the gospel. Will the Great.
Where do we go first? All right, let's go to Jose in Mississippi. Hi, Jose. Hello, uh, Nikki. And, um, I mean, you're right on. It's so important. And even among Christians in our churches, we do not understand what the gospel is. Yeah. The, the disciples of Christ, the apostles, did not understand the gospel. That's why the Lord had to raise the apostle Paul and give him the gospel, made it clear. You know, for a while, the, the apostles were trusting in, 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 in a mixed gospel. You know, they wanted Christ and the law, you know, and the good work and so forth. But Paul made it clear that the gospel is, is related to the person of Christ and to his personal work. Uh, as the Savior, and uh, and it specifically gets based on who Jesus is, that he is God incarnate, and is based on what he did. He lived a perfect, righteous life. He died on the cross to pay for our sin debt, and he rose again for our justification so that we could have the power to live the Christian life. But a lot of Christians, and I, and I used to be a, a Roman Catholic, but I find that Baptists, Methodists, all they think the same way as many Catholics. You know, they're trusting their relationship. You know, my my dad is a pastor, or my mother is a Christian, or mm. my brother is a Christian. They're trusting in their uh, their own ideas, their their own uh, righteous works and good mm. deeds. Well, you know, I'm not this bad, and so forth. But the gospel is that. You have to trust Christ and Christ alone, mm -hmm. who he is and what he did. He lived a perfect, righteous life so that uh, we can uh, have his righteousness and not our own, so that we mm -hmm. can trust his righteousness and not our own. He died on the cross to pay our sin debt so that we, did not, we will not have to trust in our good works to pay or earn our way into heaven. And he mm. rose again the third day so that we could have his justification and the justification. power to live the Christian life. If you want to know what the gospel is and if you want to know what the new birth is, Romans chapter 6 and verses 2 through through 6 is, is right there. The death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ, his righteousness and him alone. And if you're trusting in anything else, trusting in your good works or, or church membership or your relationships, you know, that so-and-so, mm -hmm. you know, is a pastor mm -hmm. or your brother or your sister is a, is yeah. a Christian. If you're, trust, if you're, not, you're not trusting Christ and Christ alone, if your hope is not Jesus Christ and right. him alone and what he did, then, then you don't know the gospel. You're not born Man, Jose, thank you, Jose. Thank you so much. I, I really do appreciate you calling. There's only one thing I would, I would just, I would ask this question out loud. Um, I, I guess I would be careful in saying that the other apostles did not understand the gospel. Um, I think I think we have biblical evidence to show that they did understand the gospel. Now, do we also see in scripture where there are moments where I mean, you know, the apostle Paul says that Peter played the hypocrite, mm -hmm. you know, along with Barnabas. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there are moments where you've got to reinforce. You've got to constantly say this is the gospel. This is right. the gospel. I think. We might call that a temptation, which, again, I think we can appreciate because we see that the Bible is actually presenting to us human figures, mm -hmm. like not these supernatural people. These are real people. Um, but that's the only thing I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, but that's the only thing that I, I, I just kind of go. Mm, I don't know if I don't know if it's 100 percent accurate to say that the other apostles didn't understand the gospel well, so when, that Paul had to be raised. up. But when they were presented with the gospel that Paul was preaching, 
like like we just read in Galatians. They concurred. They concurred. It's, they, yes. He went to them because they were seen as of reputation. He wanted to make sure, like you said, that he wasn't running empty handed. So there had yes. to be an affirmation of what was being preached because that's was in line with what they were preaching, you know. Yes. And even yeah. a, a show of that is that, you know, like the example to give that that Paul gave that Titus wasn't, you know, forced to be circumcised. Like they yep. understood that what Paul Excellent. was saying and preaching and doing was the gospel. So Amen. Yeah. So I would just I would just um gently bring that for clarity uh to our brother Jose. But thank you so much for calling in. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Willie in Mississippi. Hi Willie. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing Hello. good. All right, all right. I listen to y'all every day and I you know, it's a lot of things that y'all say, you know, was right on the button, you know. But some things to me it looks like Maybe y'all, maybe y'all need a little help with it. I don't know, you know. But that's why I like I called it just to try to find out. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking a few minutes ago about who we sell the gospel. You know, that was one. There's three or four other things, you know, that I heard. But, uh, but see, the gospel, Paul, he didn't preach the gospel, but he taught the gospel. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, well, what Jesus told us to teach and preach, and that's the gospel. But see, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, Paul uh, had. See, Paul had his own gospel. You know, if we look at uh, what we call that uh, Romans 2.16 and 16.25, uh, he had his own, you know, but we have to be careful because he tells us not to add, not to take from. See, Paul trying his best to make it in, but see, the devil wants us to follow Paul other than Jesus. Wait, oh, hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just. I, I think I think that we may be um, looking at the my gospel too literally, right? This is not like my own brand of gospel, and and I think the case is made in one area. Um, to the point that Will just made as you as we look at Galatians, I mm-hmm. think that what we are talking about is the one gospel. There right. is no other gospel. And as for the divisions that exist, I mean, I think the Apostle Paul would have asked this question hypothetically already in the scriptures. Who is Paul? Who is Apollos? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's only Christ, right? That that is who we are following. Right. And and also understand that we wouldn't even be discussing Paul except that Christ appeared to him to give him the gospel. So what he is carrying is not something that he has made up. Um, and it wasn't separate from what the, what the other apostles were yeah. teaching. It, again, the proof is when he laid it out, it wasn't like, oh, this is some crazy thing that Paul has come up with. It was in line with what the gospel is. And mm-hmm. so there was an affirmation there, a confirmation that, hey, this is right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I will just say that. Let's try to squeeze in one more call, Will the Great. All right, let's go to... Oh, one minute. <laughs> Stacy in Arkansas. Hi, Stacy. Hi, thank you for having me on. I come at it from a little bit different perspective, and I've, and probably to most of your listeners, it will not be... It will not sound orthodox at all, but I definitely believe in the ultimate reconciliation of all people through Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus alone. Um, I believe that Jesus, when he talked in John chapter 12, that 30 seconds, lifted up on, 
when he is lifted up on the cross, he'll draw all to himself. I, I know that word all in the Greek is pos, and that means everyone, all individuals. And I like what your wife said as far as um, the human genome brought sin into the world through Adam. Okay, Stacy, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. We don't have enough time. Um, we're gonna have to pick it up here <laughs> tomorrow. Until then, Lord willing. God bless.